This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica. And what is this, like a Valentine's Day Super Bowl episode? <laughs> what do we got here? This is a special edition of the Beautiful Feet Podcast where we just had a, like a little bit of a technical glitch there. Um, our computer froze. Anyway, so here we are. It's Super Bowl Sunday here in America. Whoop, which whoop. For, our non, for our non-American fans is basically just like... The ending of the classic American football season. Um, So today we are going to be recording and releasing this episode of the podcast just to kind of maybe capitalize on the Super Bowl foot traffic that might be floating around there on the airwaves. Airwaves. But yeah, (laughs) do you have anything invested in this game? Like, do you... Okay, so... I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> my, my dad thought the Steelers were playing, and I had to be like, no, it's the Kansas... He did know that the Kansas City Chiefs were playing. I will give him, like, he gets a half a point for that. Um, but he thought it was the Chiefs versus the Steelers. You did not realize that the Super Bowl was this weekend. Is that correct? Are you willing to confirm that on air? I had no idea. (laughs) Okay, so here's what happened. The Super Bowl is actually being hosted in our home state. And because of that, I told Tony, I was like, there's literally going to be like a billion people. I don't think we're going to be able to make it to church on Sunday. Yeah. And he thought that I meant like people traveling to other people's houses or, you know, wherever they might be watching the big game from. And yeah. I was like, no, like, Tony, you do not understand. We are hosting the Super Bowl. Like, it's I, going to be here. I had <laughs> zero concept. No idea. None. Didn't even think about it. So, my father-in-law watches football, but for the most part, I feel like my in-laws are a dedicated baseball family. It's gross. It's not gross. It's just like that's their sport. It's gross. And Anthony loves professional wrestling so much that we planned our wedding around WrestleMania, which is the beginning of April. So we got married at the end of March. Yes. Was not getting married in April. And I love ice hockey. I have to specify because apparently field hockey is a thing. You can't just say hockey and have people know that you're talking about the NHL. So, obviously, for both Anthony and I, our professional sports... Football's not on the menu. (laughs) The professional sports that we enjoy have not had their big showdowns yet. Namely, WrestleMania for Anthony and the Stanley Cup for me and my family. Ta-da. Ta-da. But anyway, (laughs) so, yeah, no idea Super Bowl was happening. I thought it was like in a few weeks. Was not. <laughs> I asked him this past weekend, I was like, okay, so if you want to buy anything, it was Friday, I was like, if you want to buy anything, you need to buy it now, because we are not going out this weekend. Yeah, it didn't happen. We still ended up getting, we had to go out again because we forgot cat food, and that's normally what happens. Like, We complete the entirety of our shopping list, get home and realize that we forgot cat food. 
or cat litter or <laughs> it makes me feel like we should start looking into that chewy.com you know because they deliver stuff right to your door yeah but anyway that's not what we're here to talk about no. what are we here to talk about today uh in this like valentine's <laughs> special so okay the one thing that i thought was cute was how you asked me what the puppy bowl was please explain what you thought the puppy bowl was going to be <laughs> So I, I went ahead and like I was logging on to YouTube TV to watch uh, AEW, and yeah, I saw this ad for the Puppy Bowl, and I just assumed it was a show about puppies, like real life, actual dogs. They are gonna um, be real life. Actual no, yeah, dogs. yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> I had no context. Again, this is all like rich people stuff that i don't care about you were gonna say pretentious white people i would say rich white people <laughs> which, is... which will actually be a portion of this episode yeah. so <laughs> in honor of valentine's day which honestly tony and i like we do not celebrate at our house because our wedding anniversary is in march anyway so like i don't know we've just never here's the thing even when we were dating before we got married and before our anniversary was in March, like, we didn't do anything for Valentine's Day. So, our Valentine's Day plans usually consist of we get Arby's and we watch Rocky. That's it. Yeah. Every year. Boom. Easy peasy. This year, we did something slightly different. Ooh, that has, like, a cute Philadelphia tie-in. Okay. So, like, because Rocky takes place in Philadelphia and... Unfortunately for my dad, the Steelers are not playing in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> the Eagles are. The Eagles are. So, yes, I feel like in this household, that is who we will be rooting for is Philadelphia because I have family in Pennsylvania. It's just the easy choice. Oh, yeah. To all of you Kansas so, City Chief fans out there, best of luck, but we'll just see who wins. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we keep getting off sub, sub, we sub, do. Sh- sub, subject. Subject. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a podcaster who doesn't speak. Um, we, we keep segueing away from like the main. And I keep having to go Valentine's Day. Remember that thing? No, that okay, holiday so we don't. Like, because we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. But Anthony and I, like, we love to go to the movies. And I feel like if our budget allowed for it, and, you know, we could be independently wealthy. We would go to the movies every single day. So, so on Saturday, we got up. We were looking for, you know, something an activity to do. To do that wasn't going to be too expensive, but still, you know, fun. So I looked and I was like, Titanic is playing in movie theaters. And I, I said to Tony, I was like, how old is this movie? And you said... 25 years it says it on the poster like it literally was like 25th anniversary edition of titanic so we got to see titanic in 3d and the point of this podcast today is for us to roast titanic which we saw in 3d yeah so it was actually a really fun date i'm not gonna lie like truth be told i'd seen this movie 25 years. I did the math. I was like 11. Mm-hmm. So you would be roughly around 11 as well. 
if you want to do the math, that tells you how old we are. Um, <laughs> but so basically, we just kind of like we both had seen the movie. I think you. Were... So some of the people who are in my friends group on Facebook had wanted to get a bunch of people together to go see it as like an evening showing. And that sort of put the idea in my head quite a while ago, like last fall. Yeah, because they, they had when it. it was announced, like, hey, Titanic will be coming to theaters next... February. Feb- yeah, I was going to say next spring, but technically, are we still in winter? I don't know. Homie, I don't know. It's like 75 degrees today. It's awful. Mm. But we live in the Sonoran Desert, so there you go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we had this idea, this seed of, let's see Titanic. Well, and I kept asking her, like, hey, when does that happen? I didn't know the date. I just knew she had a group of friends that wanted to go. Uh, and I wanted either... I didn't know if that, that group was, like, a women's only type deal. But I was like, hey, you should go or whatever. Well, we decided to go, mm-hmm. you and I. And we saw... I think it was the earliest showing that they had available. It was, so like, it was like, 11.30 in the morning. There was... I think there was us and then maybe... Two, two other, other couples. couples, yeah, because yeah. there were six people. It was like early. having a private. Screening. It was really nice. Um. So again, like if you have not seen Titanic, it seems weird to have a spoiler alert yeah. on a twenty-five. Spoiler year old alert film. for you little kids out there who are like, "What but is no. this movie?" Okay, so like one of the gals that I work with at my afternoon job, she literally has never seen Titanic because she's only seventeen years old. She needs to change that. And I think that she shall. She just bought a t-shirt with, you know, Kate and Leo on it because she thought they looked nice. I get that. Yes. Anyway, moving on. We actually saw the movie in 3D. Um, I think that was all they offered. Like, it was just yeah. that one that was in 3D. At our theater location. Uh, how did you like the 3D experience? See, I honestly didn't feel like 3D added that much, but... But maybe it's because you and I, like, we never watch movies in 3D. No. So, for me, okay, I put the glasses on. There's the opening scenes where, like, they're underwater and they approach the Titanic and, like, they're going in these rooms and these corridors with this little machine. His name is Duncan. Whatever. And so, (laughs) (laughs) that was probably the most effective of the the 3D experience for Mm -hmm. me because I could actually feel like I'm going in into a room with this this Duncan machine which is cool um after about 10 minutes I didn't even notice it was in 3D like do you, do you want to tell the listeners what your favorite part of Titanic is oh we'll get there okay so I know you guys are thinking it's one thing it's not but we'll get there <laughs> so um yeah that was um, that was like the only part that I felt the 3D really improved on. I think by the time the end of the movie happens, like the actual sinking of the Titanic, you're so used to the 3D, you don't even Mm -hmm. notice it. So I don't know if they shot themselves in the foot on that one, but whatever. Um, How do you want to do this? Do you want to just go, not scene by scene, (laughs) but like little by little through the movie? So even though this is in theaters along with other select films for Valentine's Day, Tony and I concluded that it is not a romantic movie. Okay, first of all, and here's I why. concluded, and you were like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, his conclusion was, not a romance, explain. This is not a romantic movie, 
It's a scary movie. It's a horror movie at its finest. Thank you, James Cameron, for scaring the crap out of generations of people. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Um, that she's the final girl? Would yeah. Would you like to elaborate? So, in slasher movies, you have this trope or this... Uh, I'm just going to go with trope. I don't know another word for it. Basically, you have one, typically a female, who survives at the end. All her friends are dead. Everyone she knows is dead. And they call this the final girl. Rose is that final girl. She legit outlives, not everyone on the boat. There were other survivors. Mm -hmm. But like her story, um, yeah, she's a final girl. One part of making, like one part... Um, of, of being a final girl is this idea of like okay you realize you're in trouble and you're trying to find your way out of it and you're finding people who have already died so you're starting to see the victims of like 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 just stacking up right so as the boat is sinking Rose literally is like, I am tired of being polite. Like she's spitting in people's faces. Oh, she's shoving people. We're gonna, yeah, she's we're gonna punching get to people. The... She gets an axe at one point. Yeah. To free Jack, by the way, not to kill anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, as she's going through, trying to maneuver through, you know, this this this, this tragedy, um, she's seeing bodies floating around. She's seeing people as they die. Uh, I mean, she's a final girl, 100%. Um, so, as we were debating, like, do we really want to pay money to go watch a film that's, you know, not been in theaters for over two decades? It was like, I had a blast. I had it a was time. like, I would enjoy it for the historical aspect of things. Like, when... <laughs> didn't you ask weren't you like oh is she on a trip i was like no i had moving. no idea dude okay okay so like the part where they're unpacking all the artwork i was like oh that's a picasso oh there's a Degas. oh that's a monet <laughs> and then he was like when we're talking about it later on he was like why does she have all this stuff if she's just taking a trip i'm like tony she's moving here's another philadelphia connection they had sent out 500 invitations and all of Philadelphia society would be there. So, ha, huh, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles, we've got Philadelphia from Rocky, and we've got a little bit of Philadelphia in the Titanic movie. Yeah, Philly. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, you have to understand, though, when this movie came out, again, I was 10. I didn't care about the storyline. Mm -hmm. I wanted... To watch the ship sink. That was it. I used to like, I don't know, I don't know, I never rented this from like a blockbuster or anything, but I remember at one point like, in time. For those of our young listeners who might not know, you could just Google what a blockbuster was. Yeah, go to blockbuster video. Probably you can just go to blockbustervideo.com, see if it exists. Uh, There's one that still exists. It's like an Airbnb type of a thing now. So oh, you can I would spend do, the night boy, in the 90s. Boy. Somehow. Don't even. Um, uh, but anyway, so I basically was just like, okay, as a kid, this movie was so long. It's three hours long, guys. It took up two VHS Three and a half tapes. hours, right? Three and a half yes. hours? 
Good lord. Three hours and like 20 minutes. It took up two VHS tapes. Again, type in VHS. It'll show you what you need to know. Um, the first half of the movie is like the setup of what the Titanic is and who the characters are. And, and you get introduced to Rose and Jack and, and whatever the fiance's name. His name is Cal. His name is I'm a douchewagon.com. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was just whatever. Is it we'll Cal move it. or Cam? That's some it, sort does, of it doesn't short. matter. It's horrible. Um, no, I think it's Cal. I'm going to go with Cal. For, I'm not going like to say Like C A L. Yeah. Anyway. So the first half is literally like, let's put together the story. And then you start kind of getting into like the romance of Jack and Rose and. Don't know how it's a romance when it goes over two days, maybe? She changes her clothes like six times. She's rich. Okay, rich people change their clothes. They, like, if they have to blow their nose, I need to put on my blowing nose outfit. I don't I know. It's like, why has she had so many different outfits? It's only been a And day. the only outfit that looks good, in my opinion, is the red and black dress. Mm-hmm. And, you don't and, like and, the, and, the blue one with the white, like the pink ribbon that she wears for the majority the of the end, end of the movie i'm pretty sure those are just pajamas like they're not an actual like it still counts yeah i mean that looks good but still that red dress is she should have Hashtag worn that the rest iconic. of the movie um but anyway so you and then you get to the second cassette if i remember correctly that's usually about the time that the nude scene is i don't know if it's somewhere in the middle like either at the end of tape one or beginning of tape two i don't remember but i used to just skip to tape two because from there on like is the actual tragedy of the boat sinking mm-hmm. like i never watched the uh, the previous t- i've seen it but i've never like it was not my go-to your focus was more of okay let's hit this iceberg let's get to the true crime aspect of this movie <laughs> So does that mean that you have liked true crime for 25 years? Probably. <laughs> do, okay, do you want to know my introduction to true crime? I would love okay. to. I'm sure our so, listeners would as well. My introduction to true crime was, as a kid, and even now, I haven't practiced in a while, but I used to love to write. Write mm-hmm. stories and, and crafty stories or whatever. And so I was visiting my mom, so I had to have been... 12, 13 years old, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God knows why I was reading the paper, but I had a paper. <laughs> I love you so much. I think my mom had the paper, and I just happened to, like, let me see. She was showing me something. I don't. For some reason, I was reading the paper. Keep in mind, this is, if I'm 12, 13, this is 2000, maybe? 2002? Maybe 90s. No, yeah. End of the 90s, very beginning of 2000s, right? I couldn't have been older than like, yeah, so maybe 99. Anyway, it don't matter. It's not important. Tell them about why you read the paper. I don't remember. So what does reading the paper okay. have to do so with the rest of the, the story? I'm the so paper. confused. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a fun episode. So we, I, I looked at the paper and I noticed a headline. I don't remember the exact headline, but it basically was a story about uh, someone who had been murdered. Mm-hmm. And so I read it. God knows why my mom's letting me read this article, but I read it to her. It's 
probably just good practice for you reading aloud. You but know? would you let your son read an article to you about <laughs> oh. a man murdering his wife and kids? It would definitely spark some follow-up discussion questions. Oh, it definitely did. Because I was like, this would make this would make a really good book. And she goes, yes, it would. It probably will be in a few years. I don't know if it ever was because it didn't say who did it. And I don't remember. Anyway, so that kind of sparked my interest in true crime. But also, I love scary stories. True crime is extremely scary because it's true. And it's a crime. Usually people die. Um, so, yeah. I always liked the portion like, of this that movie. That is such a happy thought for Valentine's Day. We're, 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 we are reviewing a scary as hell movie. So, uh -huh. this is not your traditional hol like holiday, like Valentine's Day type stuff. So, that's my favorite part of the movie. The reason it's my favorite part of the movie, to be completely honest with you, there's a scene... Where it's showing the the Titanic in the ocean, the butt end of the Titanic. I don't remember what that's called, but the, the butt stern? of the sure the stern of the Titanic and then I'm sure we'll have to look up our is starting to like lift out of the ocean. Um, and there's a point where like the lights flicker and they just shut off. And this has been like repainted. This has been shown in multiple documentaries, like some kind of. Re you know, reiteration of it. Because I think the bow is the front of the boat, and the stern is the back part. I don't. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so there's always something very. I've always really liked this image of like this pitch dark night. There's no light except for the the, the stars. Stars. Do you try and call <laughs> them clouds? <laughs> I'm hungry, okay? We will so, have our snack in just a little bit. So we basically, you know, and I, I always thought it looked really cool. It looked really beautiful. It was really calm, which is weird because you're watching a ship sink. But yeah, that's always been my favorite part of the movie. Should we get into why we made fun of this movie relentlessly? Oh my goodness. Okay, so... Can we're I, trying, hold on. I we're think trying to record a podcast. <laughs> Let me see. You insensitive cat. <laughs> we like our cats. They don't get a snack. They get dinner and breakfast. Anyway, um, so yeah, that was always my favorite part of the movie. It's not because I like watching death. It's simply like I don't know, dude. And plus, the ocean is scary. The ocean is terrifying. Who does not go in the ocean? Yes, you're right. Absolutely. I don't know if you heard her, but she's, you know, making fun of me because I'm from California and apparently everyone in California is supposed to be a beach bum surfing all day, but that's not me. So, we mocked this movie relentlessly. Okay. For one <laughs> primary reason. And I'm going to let you take the mic. So... The reason we, we mocked this film was the pretentiousness of rich white people during this time. Because it is highlighted between the juxtaposition of class between Rose DeWitbricator and Jack Dawson. You have to write that down. That's literally that is a what joke he says. In the, yeah. So, <clears throat> Rose has grown up in this posh society 
posh, meaning port, outward, port, outward, starboard, home, for the best views on the boats, by the way. Just so you know, that's what it comes from. Okay. Um. So she is part of high society, but she is broke. Yeah, her family's like on their last million. They don't know what to do. Well, her father has passed away, and he had a good name in society, as her mother says, to cover up a lot of bad debts. So, it is up to 17-year-old Rose. Who looks 25. <laughs> but it's because she's played by probably a 25-year-old. Anyway, moving on. To marry well. And she is engaged, so she is going from England over to America to be married. And she is just, like, internally not having it. She's struggling a lot. So I, I kind of got this this hint that all of her life, she's always been off kilter, meaning she's always been different than the high society. She wants to go ahead and have fun and let loose, and they're like, nope, you got to be prim and proper and stand up straight and walk this way and whatever. And... Um, She's finally at her breaking point where she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm done. And for those of you, again, who might not have seen the film, like, the what way What are you doing that, here? What are you, what are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> the way that Jack and Rose are introduced to each other is that she finally just snaps and is like, I can't take it anymore. I'm literally just going to throw myself off of the edge of this boat. And he saves her. He doesn't save her. He kind of like talks her down by calling her bluff. By the way, he's like, "Yeah, you, you would have done you're it not, You're not gonna <laughs> jump because you would have done it. I'm like, you don't want to tell a suicidal person to jump. Actually, like, come on, dude. Like, whatever. And so she throughout because the course of this film is Rose as an older woman who's literally like a hundred, turning a hundred and one the next month retelling her story 84 years after the fact of like here's what my experience was like yeah on the titanic um so as a part of that like we obviously get a glimpse into what was going on in her life because mm -hmm. she was part of like high society no, so yeah she was on the a deck like where <laughs> they have the rich people just like, John Jacob Astor was the richest person on the boat. I mean, the richest person on the boat was probably the dude who made the boat. <laughs> I mean, he was. He was on that boat. I don't remember his name, but he was on the boat. So you see people... He was hella rich. Who are there... Who are like, for them, this is more of like a pleasure cruise. And then there are people who... Like Jack, who's like, I'm broke as broke could be. I'm trying to start a new life somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the dis like Rose's descriptions of people and how they treated Jack really highlight the classism that is present in the first half of the film. Oh yeah, which let's and be honest, that structure like devolves into chaos as the boat is sinking. Well, I mean, yeah, because you got people on the on the bottom deck you know, which are the more poor people, they're not even allowed to seek refuge at the top, you know, when the ship is sinking. They're like, well, oh they no. Are eventually. Yeah, after the rich people get off the boat. Like, that's mm -hmm. the most, 
I would have been like, dude, open the gate. Let them through. You know, their life is just as valuable as Moneybags McGee over here. Like. So it, it takes, like, Rose hesitates a while to leave her comfortable, cozy life and decide to. Now, now let's, let's, uh, yeah, decide to, to, I don't think, she, I don't feel like she pursues Jack. I think she just is like. He's different than what I've ever been around. I'm going to hang out with him well, he for a minute. He, he, like, so he's able to have dinner with her because he's invited by her fiancé. Because and he saves her from the side of the boat. During that dinner, he slides her a little note. This is like, meet me at the clock because there's a clock that's at the top of the staircase. Yes, <laughs> on this luxury liner, there's one clock. Not that there's just one clock, but this is just like a prominent... It's, yeah, it's the centerpiece of the boat type of thing. Anyway. Point. So she's able to go and, like, actually have a good time, let her hair down, dance a little bit. Oh, she lets her hair down. A lot. <laughs> no, she actually does. If yes, you notice, her does. hair was, like, up and whatever. And by the end of it, it was like... Um, and then after that, he tries to speak with her again, but he's turned away by Lovejoy, who is her fiancé, is... Um, Bodyguard, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, of a former cop of a hey, I'm watching you, you little riffraff boy. Yeah, little scrawny haired. Yeah. So um, Jack is like, hey, I, I don't want to see the the fire and the enthusiasm that you have die out because if you stay like on this path, on this trajectory of marrying your fiance and like living this life, they're just gonna beat the passion that you have for things out of you and yeah. you didn't want to see that happen i mean this woman was buying picasso paintings before picasso was famous because she had this like hey i think it looks great i want to do it this way um her fiance on the other hand was like you know because he's not a well-known name he's not worthy of anything so the reason that rose's story is important to the people in 1996 is because they are looking for a piece of jewelry known as the heart of the ocean and they find the drawing that jack does of rose which is rather suggestive that includes said necklace yeah suggest that she was tired after a long day <laughs> um yeah so she's wearing it in in in, in this picture they mm -hmm. figure out oh they find out who she is. They're like, hey. Basically, they're BSing. They say they want to unleash the stories that no one's ever heard. They just want the diamond for money. That's all they want. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. They lying. And she knew it. So, she didn't give them the diamond. Um, but they did get a cool story. Um, yeah, dude. The rich people in this movie... I mean, but I, that's how I imagine pe people of money acted at the time. Mm -hmm. Because that's how people with money act now. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I liked, the, I liked the, the, this idea of like, oh, this lady over here is rich, uh, but she's new money. Like, we still don't associate with her. She's new money. She just became rich because of... Because she didn't inherit family yeah, money. She didn't inherit money from nine generations back. And that's, the, that's how they, that's why, sorry, that's why they treated the unsinkable Molly Brown differently. Yeah. Because um, her fortune was new. 
Yeah, I don't remember how they said she got her fortune, but it was some investment that just mm-hmm. happened to work out really well. That her husband had made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was just one of those things where I'm like, you even have, you know, division amongst the rich because you're, you're like, yeah, you're rich, but you've only been rich for a cup of coffee. I've been rich for nine generations or whatever. And so you're lesser than me. Uh, and the fiance do, okay. First of all, the fiance, even if they weren't rich, right? Even if they were just average people, that dude was a jerk to Rose every chance he was ordering her food he was awful he was telling her what to do not not in like a hey honey would you mind grabbing me something what no he's like you will do as i say because i'm the man and blah blah like it very much was an abusive situation that we were very happy that she got out of there was one part where she this is after she had spent not spent the night with jack but like they were out they were partying whatever she goes back the next morning. She's having breakfast with her fiance, and he's like snidely being like, "No, oh, you were out a long time, chip chip period, whatever the hell he said." <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, and then he starts literally flipping the table. Yep. You won't do this again. You won't disrespect my name. And he's leaning over her. All I wanted her to do was kick him in the stomach, like just. Swing that foot straight up, kick him, and you know, and just. Eventually, boy. there are a lot of people who just get punched directly in the face. This movie should have been called "Who Gets Punched Next." <laughs> like for real, everyone gets socked right. Then there's some good hits. She was swinging, and I say <laughs> she because Rose threw a ton of punches. Yeah. Um, like after she had made up the resolve that she wanted to be with Jack, it was like we saw a whole new side to her character. Boy, boy, boy. It was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah, I liked it. It was a good movie. It was fun. You know I mean? And again, it wasn't like we hadn't seen this film before, but I don't it's not think one you and I had watch. ever watched it together. We'd and we probably won't watch it till the 50th anniversary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so come back to the podcast in 25 <laughs> years and we'll talk about it again. Um but no, I actually do enjoy this movie. I like the, uh, I'd watched a documentary back in like high school, maybe, mm-hmm. um, talking about the, uh, the detail that, that James Cameron put into the movie, put into the script, put into, uh, the actual boat itself that they made. They didn't make a boat, but like the sets that they made to make it as realistic to the events of the Titanic as possible. Uh, like he he doesn't come out with a lot of movies, but when he does, they're usually very good because we have not seen Avatar: Way of Water because we just don't. I have no interest in it. I didn't like the first one. I have, I have no interest. interest in the second one. But like, I've sorry, loved James. I've loved most of his movies. There's a handful that, but he doesn't come out with a ton. But it's because he puts a lot of work in the ones he puts out. Because um, he does the editing, he does damn near everything. He's like he does not, or he oversees everything. Uh, but is there anything else we need to discuss with this particular horror movie, Titanic? Okay, so I think... And by the way, there is a sequel where Titanic is a ghost ship. It is a scary movie. <laughs> oh, okay. New I don't know if it's a sequel, but yeah. Sorry, you were saying. I think, like, the funniest line that I noticed 
this time around was when um, some of Jack's friends were coming up onto the like higher decks and stuff, and the orchestra is still playing, and this guy was like, oh, great, now I know I'm in first class music to drown by. Yeah, <laughs> like they're like, in the middle of a tragedy, and we're like, nope, you got to keep the party going, y'all. Um, and the dude with the brandy. Oh, yeah. He's sitting there. This rich old white dude <laughs> was like, I'm going to look my best. Mr. So I'm, Guggenheim, I think. Yeah. What a name. Um, he's like, I'm not going to put on a life jacket because I got to look my best. And I want a brandy. He just sat there and drank his brandy as the ship sank. You deserve to die, my friend. Like, the, <laughs> no one's going to save you. Your money ain't going to do nothing for you. That That's what you get. So yeah, I actually, I'm going to categorize this as a scary movie. This is not a romantic movie. So maybe that's why I like it. I don't know. But anyway. Um, yeah. Five out of five sinking ships. Oh, there you go. That's just, that's, un, that's, un, that's not right. Um, but yeah. We're ready to go to break and come back with the Wrestling With Faith portion of the Z Podcast. Oh, so you do have a Wrestling With Faith portion of the podcast. Okay. we we just going to make it up as we go. Because this is hitting the almost 40-minute mark there. So Amen. Cool. Absolutely. Definitely time for a break. Definitely. Inspired by hip-hop and the faith culture, the sanctuary in my solitude, the thoughts, feelings, and life lessons of an imperfect Christian by Anthony Kiesick is beautifulfeetentertainment.com's work in print. It is a book of poetry, and it's available through iUniverse.com, Amazon.com, beautifulfeetentertainment.com, and the links are also available in our social media and podcast. So please consider The Sanctuary of My Solitude if you're looking for a next great read. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Wrestling with Faith portion of the podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica. And we just went ahead. We took a break from the Titanic um, and that nightmare movie. Um, <laughs> Not because of any bad acting. No. The acting is phenomenal in that movie, actually. Um, that's something, actually, before we move into the wrestling portion. Um, like... I didn't realize this as a kid, but Kate Winslet did fantastic in that movie. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't watch anything from the first half, so I just skipped to the ship sinking. Anyway, uh, as far as wrestling, I'm trying to think of like, I have two thought processes here, and this is literally being recorded kind of live. Well, not, I'm not going to edit it. There's been very little prep time in this simply because we're just having fun with the podcast. Extemporaneously, a.k.a. without notes, a.k.a. off the cuff. I don't know what she just said. I gave you a nice fancy vocab word. Extemporaneously. Extemporaneously. Wow. What? This is why I'm going to make bank on Jeopardy one day if I ever get over my social anxiety. So, since this is kind of a a, a, a 
Valentine's Day. I can't even say it. I almost said Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my God, Tony. You were just all about turkey time, weren't you? <laughs> it comes. It evolves off the tongue way easier than Valentine's Day. Since this is our Valentine's Day episode, I'm just going to make it up. And we're just going to kind of talk about couples in the WWE. Okay. Or couples in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, this could be on-screen couples. It could be real-life couples. I mean, it can't be anything more than that. There's only two options here. So, which one would you rather do? Which one would you rather start with? On-screen couples or real-life couples? Let's start with on-screen and finish up with real-life. Okay. From fairy tale to fic- from fairy tale and fiction to fact. You heard it here, folks. So, on screen duos, on screen couples. Again, for 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 kind of a definition's sake, this is simply, you know, usually two people of the opposite sex. I don't think there's ever been a same sex couple in wrestling. If there is, let me know. Uh, who are not a couple in real life, but they play one on TV. We're gonna start with a banger. We're gonna go ahead and start with. Um, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon because originally they were an on-screen couple who were not a couple in real life. Okay. Then it almost said devolved. Evolved into a <laughs> real life a love. Um, which is funny because apparently her mom was talking to her and was like, is something going on with you two? Like, we, we, there's a lot of chemistry going on here. And his mom was talking to him and was like, yo, what's up? And they were denied it for the longest time. They were all like, no, there's nothing going on. Well, I could see why they would want to deny that, though, because he literally is like, I'm going to be dating the daughter of my boss, like the man who owns this company. Yeah. Well, I think part of it was they they were denying it to themselves, too. Like, they were like, no, dude, like, we're hanging out together, but it's to kind of, it's to build the character so, so we have to get to know each other. Right, I think they were denying it to themselves at first, and mm. then they were like, "No, something's really going on here." So maybe uh, another on-screen couple that, uh, as far as I know, was never a couple in real life is someone we have talked about on the podcast before. Uh, but we had Mandy Rose and this dude named Otis. I don't know if you know who Otis is. I do. Okay. Yes. So they actually had a little thing going on to the point where... Because then people make fun of him. Yeah, he's a big dude. Like, not big muscular, he's a big dude. And, like, I felt bad. Yeah. Oh, why are they mocking his chance at love? Yeah, people made fun of him a lot. Um, That was actually a fun storyline because it was one of those that I think a lot of people can relate to. They really can look at it and go... Although I'm not that big or whatever, like I've been made of fun, made fun of for something else, and they never thought I could date someone like this person, right? So I think that's very relatable. Um, I actually really liked that storyline. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm kind of sad that they just dropped it the way they did, but there you go. Um, yeah. So, 
any other questions on that cup? That one was fun too because they had to like kiss at WrestleMania. Didn't he like scoop her up into his arms at one point? Yeah, he did that a couple times. But yes, at WrestleMania, they they had their moment and it was cool. Um, so, and let's see, I'm trying to think of any. Uh, now they okay. You've heard of AJ Lee, right? I believe so. Yes. Well, I you read her book. Oh, yeah, Crazy is my superpower. Yeah. She's had on-screen couplings with a couple people, including Brian Danielson, who mm-hmm. in WD was Daniel Bryan. Um, Kane, she was dated him for a while. Uh, I think even Cena at one point in time. I don't, I don't remember. You'll have to touch base with me on that one. Um... Yeah. So, she was interesting because, like, she was literally, like, she would play the character of whoever it was she was supposedly dating. So, like, if she was dating Daniel Bryan, she would dress like him, wear his merch, she would, you know, use his catchphrases and things like that when she was dating Kane. Um... She would do the same thing. She'd wear his merch. She would walk like him, talk like him. It was just, yeah. Sorry, I was just super excited because I was, we're like, we're putting up the laundry. I was putting up the last of the laundry and our turtle tank is on top of our dresser. And normally when the turtle like sees one of us, like if we are coming in from another room and they're on their basking rock, they will jump off and swim away. But the whole time I was in the room, they just stayed on their rock and I'm like, oh. Yeah. How exciting! So, that was my little... The thing that made my heart flutter today was our turtle. <laughs> yes. Now, in... Hmm, the Attitude Era of wrestling, like the end of the 90s, early 2000s, there were couples all over the place. We're not going to talk about all of them. Um, hell, we're not going to talk about too many more, simply because some of them I don't even remember. Like, they were that insignificant that you're like, oh, okay, that happened. Um, oh, I know one. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Is it Ruslav? The Rusev? Rusev. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's got an on-screen wife, yeah. Named Lana. Uh-huh. Who is actually his real-life wife. Oh, well, there you go. See, I contributed a mm-hmm. couple. We'll talk about them in a minute. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else was like. You had, okay, let's see. You had Trish Stratus and 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 um, a misunderstanding between Trish Stratus and um, and Vince McMahon, where it seemed like they were something was going on. That was a weird storyline. Um, Let's transition into real life couples. And I think that's going to go into some of the on-screen couples. So, real life, you have Brian Danielson and Brie Bella. Yay! We like We're going to start with them. Yeah. Go ahead. We like to watch their TV show. We did. I don't know that it's on as much anymore. I know they do specials and stuff. They just did one, I don't know when it's supposed to air, of Nikki Bella and Autumn's wedding. So lovely. 
Um, I don't know if that's aired already. I have I've seen like ads for it, but I don't know that I've ever seen like a a date and time type of thing. My next um, thought was, it's not like you got an invitation, Tony. <laughs> no, but like they would say that it's airing because it's like a one-time special. It's not a t- not that I know of. Um, now the story between Ryan and Bree, they met in WWE. And the way they met in WWE was that they were trying to like add flavor to his character. So they actually brought the Bella twins in to like be his chauffeur type of thing. Like he to be to basically stand at his side and look good while he does his thing. Because you didn't want to say arm candy? I didn't want to say arm candy, but that's <laughs> what they were. And I remember this because in his book that came out, um, he talks about it. And he talks about how, I'm pretty sure he talks about how he did not like Nikki at first. Because even though they're twins, they have highly different personalities. And Nikki Bella and him were just the complete opposites. Um, but this is a weird part of the story. There was, there was a, there was a storyline where he was going up against a big opponent. Again, I don't remember who the opponent is because I'm, I'm a wrestling fan who doesn't remember everything. That's okay. There's a lot that goes on. And he wins the match (coughs) and they were supposed to give him a, like a victory kiss. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's supposed to be just a kiss on the cheek or whatever, but Nikki ended up kissing him directly. Oh. While at the same time, he's dating Brie in real life. Yeah, that is awkward. Highly awkward. Do you think they talked about that beforehand? Oh, they talk about it all the time. Like, he's like, yeah, I kissed your sister before I actually kissed you. It was weird. Like, you know, <laughs> I think they had just started dating not long after. But, like, they, they were starting to have that connection, if I remember correctly. Um... He also mentions in his book, and I'm not putting too much out there, but it is in the book, it's published, that, because they would walk up the ramp, like, walk up the stairs to the ring before him, he realized they wasn't wearing underwears. Oh my, And it was completely an accident. He just, like, you know, and again, I don't remember if he said which one it was, but he was like, yeah, I legit, you know, was helping them up the stairs, and well, Saw more than I expected. Like, not wear underwear, like dusting her normal way. She's on her show, on the like the reality show. She's been very outspoken about how typically she won't. So I'm not putting out new information there. And by the way, if you haven't read the Bella's book, it's fantastic because what they'll do is they'll talk about certain stages, like the the high school years. Nikki will write a portion. We will write the same story, but from her point of view, it's phenomenal. Uh, it was so much fun to read. Actually, yeah. And and Daniel's book is good, too. So there's one couple. Um, let's see. Let's think. You've got... Uh, well, we already talked about Triple H and, and Stephanie. We're not going there. Um, then you have Rusev and Lana. Yay, that was my We'll talk about them. Um, conversation. They were also on Total Divas for a little while. Um, they had more than one wedding. Did you know that? Like a wedding in the ring and then a real wedding? No. Like they had an official wedding in Florida 
with her family and his family who lived there. And then they flew across the globe. Because he is from another country. Romania? Romania, I believe. Now? I don't know. Hang on. No. Um, I, I don't remember. But Belarus? They, sure. We'd have to research where he's actually from. Because where they say he's from and where he's actually from are like they're two countries next to each other. But one of them is more well known. So, um, but yeah, he actually flew. They flew to his home and had a whole nother wedding. So that his family there can be a part of it. Oh, that's actually really sweet. It is, but it also just shows how buku bucks they have. <laughs> um, yeah, and they actually came up in NXT together. That's how they met, from my understanding. Um, dude, they're both so talented that she needs to come back to wrestling. Uh, God, I don't know what she's doing except OnlyFans type stuff, but um, yeah. Yeah, and he used to be with AEW. I don't know if he still is or what's going on, but he had a cool little storyline with AEW. I thought I don't know what was going on with that. So, um, let's see. Okay, we we talked about AJ Lee's on screen. In real life, she's married to CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is weird because there's an age gap there. I don't know how many years, but she does call him old man. Like, she does not call him by his real name. She does call him an old man. Because it's almost 10 years, at least. I feel it like could his be self-confidence 12. could take that, though. Yeah, he, he's fine with it. Him and Larry would be okay. Um, Larry's their dog that they adopted. Aww. She's got this huge overbite. It's pretty funny. Um, See, I feel like I care more about the pets of WWE Universe than the actual story Okay, lines. where's that TV show? <laughs> Because that's one of the things that I've always been curious about. You have these people who have their own reality TV shows and you see them having animals. Who takes care of them? Because these the people road? are on the road, like what, 300 days a year at If least? you're in WWE, it's 300 days a year. Sometimes people travel with their dogs. I'm guessing some people. Alexa Bliss uh, you lived with her parents like up until she got married that I know of. That's what they would have to take care of her animals because they all live together. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Some of these people, I'm like, I don't know if you live with other people, so who's taking care of this animal most of the year? Like, mm-hmm. But again, I think they just travel with them. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. Who else, who else can you think of? That has pets? No. Sorry. No. <laughs> Wow. We're a little slap happy today. This is that this is that episode, guys. This is <laughs> we we've unleashed everything. Um no, like can you think of anyone else? Oh Bianca Belair. Okay. She is married to Montez Ford. Who do you know who Montez Ford is? I have no idea. It sounds like a car company. <laughs> no. Have you heard of the Street Profits? Yes, I have. He's one of the dudes from the Street Profits. They're married. Um, her, you know her hair whip thing that she does? Yes. That was his idea, nice. apparently. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was a genius idea. Use your hair as a weapon because it can't be considered a weapon. So good on you for thinking of that. That's awesome. Um 
You got Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. They mm-hmm. are together. That was going to be my next mention, actually. Yeah. What about Becky Lynch? Because I, I couldn't remember that it was Seth that she was married to, but I knew she was married to somebody. <laughs> She's, I don't know that they're married. I know that they were engaged at one point. I know they're still together. I don't know if they actually got married. But they do have a child. So they're say, together. They're, they're they together. They have a baby together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, she's probably not even a baby baby anymore. Cause she's back to wrestling. So I'm probably going to put them in like two or three years old. Probably. You know. Um, so toddler. Um, what am I thinking? I had another thought. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, John Moxley. You know who that is? I think so. Pray for me, y'all. Um. <laughs> I feel like there should be, like, a Guess Who collection somewhere of, like, does he have a beard? He does, actually. <laughs> um. He is actually married to a woman named Renee Paquette, who used to be Renee Young in WWE. Um. She's, like, the interviewer for AEW. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see, like, okay, you remember what I was watching today? Yes. I was watching, um, I was watching Rampage, which is on Friday nights, but I was watching it, and I was like, oh, Renee almost got knocked out. That's her. Hmm. Yeah. Because um, they were talk. He, she was talking to Hangman Adam Page about John, which is John Moxley. Um, yeah, so, he, okay. He, if you haven't read his book, it's simply called Mox. It's also very good. Actually, if you can get the, the audiobook, it's narrated by him, and it literally sounds like he's doing an AEW promo the entire time. Those are like your favorite audiobooks when the narrator is also the author. So here's the thing. There's been books that I've wanted to read that I'll find on audiobook. And if it's if it's performed or narrated by the author, I'll grab it right away. Mm-hmm. If it's not, I'll usually sample it. Because some people who who perform these books, I can't stand their voice. It's it's horrible, and I'm like, you do this professionally, it just doesn't sound good. I don't. I, maybe it's just my ear. Maybe it's the accent. I don't know. Um. But he just sounds like he's... And if you ever heard him do a promo, it's captivating. It's so much fun. But you could tell it's kind of off the cuff. Um, even though he did write the book ahead of time. Um, yeah, and apparently she has published a, a cookbook. Really? Yeah. She's a published author. I think she's done more than one, actually. So they, they've got their hand in it a couple cookie jars. It sounds like uh, we're going to have to get some more wrestling books to add to our collection then you want wrestling cookbooks by I, mean, Renee I, am, I am intrigued honestly yeah and she has a podcast there you go. like she's just like shoot diversify they, that portfolio and they have a dog named blue oh see i want the animals <laughs> for wrestling. and again the only reason i know that is because on her social media she you know she talks about blue so tails the turtle would be like Look at all the other animals. Right. It's so funny because right now, if you go into the bedroom, there's like 
both cats are on the bed, and then the turtles just in their tank. They look like they're just having a little family meeting in there. They are. Chilling out. They're like our parents are annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other couples that you know about? I'm gonna let you uh, take the mic for a moment. I'm Who like, do you no, know? don't give the microphone to me. This is not my area of expertise. Um, because again, like. Wrestling has been the background of my or, life forever because my dad also used to watch Monday Night Raw. Or just name a wrestler and we'll see if I know who their couple see, would be. my first thought was Seth Rollins, but we already talked about Talked about Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch. Oh, um, Mick Foley. He's married. He is married. He's not married to a wrestler. Uh, he's married to a supermodel. Or she was at the time. And I like him because he has a Christmas room in his house. This dude, friends. yeah, he's yeah, he's got a Christmas room in his house all year long. Like I have a Christmas tree in my house. It's all still year up. Long. It's gonna be up forever and always. It's my little slice of joy Christmas and happiness. happiness. So yeah, um, his daughter tried wrestling at one point in time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like it stuck, but she is definitely. She could definitely be a model. And her mom wanted her to be a model. I don't know what she's doing with her life. but um, Well, we know that this week is kind of a busy week for everybody. Because today we have Sunday is the Super Bowl. And then Tuesday is Valentine's Day. Oh, it is this Tuesday, huh? Yes, it is. All right, See, cool. that's why we don't celebrate it in this house. It didn't I, I wouldn't, make it I on wouldn't the calendar. Even, <laughs> again, no idea. Don't know what's going on. We joke that in our house we celebrate WrestleMania and Eminem's birthday. Yeah. The rapper, not the candy. I mean, I don't know when Eminem's The Candy was created, but <laughs> I'm sure that was a good day in history, too. Although I do really enjoy peanut Eminem's, so we might have to add that to our unofficial calendar of these are our family holidays. Groundhog Day, which just passed, that's like the February holiday that I enjoy. February 2nd, talks to Honey Phil. Oh, love that one. That guy. sounds like a horrible wrestling name. <laughs> Walking to the ring. Pucks to Honey Phil. Horrible. So, yeah. Um, 2023 is just chugging on down the line here. Getting close to March. Do we, do we want to give them an update as to what's been happening? What's been going on? Yeah. So, um, we had talked about this because, again, sometimes we like to give our... I almost said viewers, but no. This is not a YouTube video. It is a podcast. So, we sometimes like to give our listeners a little peek behind the curtain as I like to say a, a glimpse into what goes on in our personal life and boy howdy has there been a lot that has happened oh yeah and that's that's part of the reason why we haven't really been putting out episodes so at the end of October my father had well actually before that um, middle of October you had a little bit of a health scare so we ended up going to the cardiologist and thank god he's fine <clears throat> yeah my dad had hip replacement surgery at the end of October and had multiple um, post-surgical complications. So he literally just barely went home from skilled nursing two days after Christmas. Um, I started working a second job. And so I started working 50 hours a week. Mm -hmm. We moved the beginning of November. Um, yeah, it was a lot of 
being like, I don't know if I'm going to need to go to the emergency room to see my dad. Like, I don't really know what's going on. So I just had a lot of times where I would just be like at work and be like, okay, like I have to go. I have to see my dad. Um, so that was kind of scary. <laughs> it yeah. was not very fun. But thank God, again, that dad's doing really well. He's back at home now. He's up and, like, he can walk without a walker, which is nice. Um, while we were packing to move, I tried to She-Hulk a packing box and tweaked my back. And so I went to urgent care and I went to our primary care physician who referred me to a neurologist who was like, okay, I want you to have an MRI. Um, but between the neurologist and the MRI, I ended up two Sundays ago, so gosh, it's literally been two weeks now, I was, like, we were having lunch with my dad, and I was trying to walk from his condo to our car, and I was like, Tony, like, I literally can't walk, like, my legs well, are not doing it. Well, and this is one of those things that, like, it's basically been happening, like, over the years, where like, we've noticed your walking has just changed. decline in my mobility, like, I've had to start walking with a cane. And, again, last Sunday in January, I went to the emergency room. They gave me Toradol, which is a muscle relaxant. And I still was like, I just, I cannot walk. So, we got a prescription for a, uh, like, a two-wheeled walker. But the one that I really wanted and the one that we ended up getting, because um, my mom graciously paid for it, yeah, was a four-wheeled Sky Blue Nova Rollator. So I have a little walker that has a little chair on it for me um, when I need to sit down. Mm -hmm. And the emergency room was like, hey, like you're not going to go back to work until after your MRI. And we were able to get the results moved up. So this Wednesday, the 15th in the afternoon, is when we will be able to have a little bit more of a follow-up with that. Um, and I'm also scheduled for an EMG, like M like Mary, which will use little needles to detect for the presence or absence of electricity. Um, In her nerves. Yes, because they did... I had two MRIs, one of my lumbar spine and one of my brain for my central nervous system. And so it's, that's heavy, Doc. Like, there's a lot. It's kind yeah. of scary. And, and that's kind of why the podcast got put on hold. We had a lot of different things where it was just a lot, you know. And, and the podcast, it literally went forgotten about. Um, well, but and like, over the past, over the last, like, over last summer... My morning job had to cut my hours, and so the accusation was made that I didn't want to work, and that if I did, I would get more hours, and that I just needed to take my little cleaning it up for the air, my little patootie, down to Walmart, so that's why I started working there. Yeah, and, and that's been good, but it's not going to... It's been good for our finances, but I don't know if it's been good for my mobility, no. so my mother is very upset. With the fact yeah. that I felt like I had to fulfill this societal obligation to work there, even though it might not be the best fit. Yeah. And so, that's my life so, right now. <laughs> with the, uh, kind of looking at this with a silver lining, right? Like, 
the great part about it is, okay, yeah, we put the podcast on hold. We decided to put health first, right? Which we had to. Mm-hmm. We, we were literally at, at the precipice where it's like, we don't have a choice. Well, and I tell people, like, again, like, thank God that I did tweak my back on that packing box because if I hadn't done that, then I probably wouldn't have been in enough pain to go to urgent care and then to go to my primary care physician to make the referral to go to the neurologist to yeah. get the MRI. Like, well, and But the other half of that is since we put the podcast on hold, we could actually kind of revamp the podcast, right? We can go, okay, this is what we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Here's the changes we want to make now. And I know this time, like, right now we're really, our focus is with the, you know, beautiful feet portion of it all, actually keeping it more faith-based but movie-based and just kind of what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. What I want to do with the Vesting with Faith portion, we're still going to talk about Vesting. But I'm like, there might be weeks where I'm like, hey, we're going to actually talk about music. We're going to actually talk, like, we're going to kind of branch off into different things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I I lost my train of thought. Oh, so, like, good things have happened, you know, over this past season of our lives as well. Like, we've moved into our new place, which is very close to where I work, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just a super cute little apartment, and we just really enjoy it here. Yeah. Um, and then I, I finished my first semester in graduate school. I'm in my second semester now, so... I am getting into the weeds as far as seminary. <laughs> yes, he's entered the theological classes. I'm just loving them very much and getting all A's and B's. I've gotten a single B. Who are you talking about? I think I got one oh. B. I think okay. I've gotten one B, but it was like an 88 or something. It was so like... he's getting all A's, and I'm also getting all A's. Boop, boop. Which takes a lot to like be working and going to school. If, if any of y'all want to donate and get us some tuition money, <laughs> be great. Um, but yeah, so I think with the wrestling with faith portion, we're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about faith. And everything in between. Like, we're not just going to focus on wrestling. <laughs> and that's kind of why I was like, okay, we're doing the Valentine's Day stuff this week. And then we just kind of transitioned into like, we're going to talk about our life for a little bit. Because I know you. not everyone's going to listen to this po- port, part. This part. <laughs> this part. And that's okay. You know, <laughs> we don't make this podcast for money. We simply make it for fun. This you know? is really just a hobby and... It's a fun thing for us to do together. Yeah. And there are people who podcasting is what they do. And I feel like, our, well, for me, my dream job is to become a New York Times bestselling author. And, like, librarian is just more of the day job that I want. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, making these dreams a reality, like, it takes time. Yeah. So, we're going to go ahead, anything else, before we go ahead and move on. Um, just that for the results of the MRI, like, it could be something as simple as maybe I just have a pinched nerve in my back, Mm -hmm. or like the neurologist was saying, they want to rule out the possibility of MS, which is multiple sclerosis, and at the same time, test for the possibility of cerebral palsy, so like, even though it's only two days away, it feels like ages between now and then. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But we have... We went to Chili's and we got their chips and salsa and mozzarella sticks. So we've got our snacks for the big game. And in about an hour and a half, like a miracle, we'll be tuning in to watch that kickoff at 4.30 p.m. So yeah, what do we want to do next week for the podcast? Ooh, that is an excellent question. Um, <laughs> my next thought was we could like take some slips of paper, write some ideas down, and do like how SF, not like SNL, a Russian um, roulette type of like whose line is it anyway? Like themes from a hat or whatever. I like it. <laughs> Hang on to that. Do you need to write that down? Uh, possibly yes. So next week on the wrestling with faith portion. We're not going to focus on wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal, and I'm saying this on the air so that you can hold me accountable. We are going to talk about wrestling because I mentioned Moxley's book. I'm almost done with it. I want to actually do a review of the book. Well, and we're also getting really close to WrestleMania, so I know that there are going to be some matches coming. Up yeah. On the card, is that how you would say that, it? That is how you say on it, On the yeah. card. That you might be excited about. So it sounds like next week we're going to learn more about John Moxley. Yes. Because I know nothing about John Moxley. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I'm going to finish the book. We're going to do a book review, um, which I've always wanted to do anyway. And then we'll kind of go from there. I'll give my thoughts on the book. Uh, hopefully you guys read it. If not, don't worry about it. I'll, you can pick it up. You can find it. Um Perhaps yeah. between now and the, our next episode, I will have some uh, of like, hey, if you're looking for the book, here's where you can find it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, let's go ahead and plug our socials and then and, and go I'm just going to ask, do you want me to plug the socials? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Out? Okay. If you have liked what you've listened to today, you can yep, follow yep. us on Instagram and Twitter at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. Is it also in at Beautiful Feet Podcast? Just Beautiful Feet Entertainment. Just Beautiful Feet Entertainment on Instagram and Twitter. Our website is www.beautifulfeetentertainment.com. Mm-hmm. You can listen to us on Anchor and wherever fine podcasts are available. Um, if you're looking for a lovely coffee table book to brighten up your Valentine's Day, Anthony has a self-published first book of poetry called The Sanctuary in the sanctuary of my solitude, rather. It's you get that wrong every single I time. I do. Oh, this is why I feel like I need cue cards. Sanctuary of my solitude, available on Amazon.com and on iUniverse.com. And you know what? Let's plug your friend's book. So, my friend Jess Pan has written their first book with, is it Paperclip Publishing? Yes. The book is called Sonder, S-O-N-D-E-R. It is a horror book, so it may not be suitable for all audiences. We're going to put a link in that, by the way. But I literally had the opportunity to go to their very first online book launch party, and let me tell you, it was fun. Mm -hmm. So I will be receiving one signed copy of the book in the mail, that way I can read it to you and tell you more about it. Um, but yes, she is my friend. And because I want to be able to support her, Anthony's like, we will plug her book as well. Yes, we will. But let's go ahead. Let's pray. 
Uh, we will be back next week, yes? Yes. Oh, remember to pray for the, is it 1,200 people, 12,000 people? I don't know which amount of zeros it is, but the people who have um, been lost in the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Yes, I believe it's 12,000. It happened the night of the Grammys. If it's 1,200, that's only 1,000 people. So I think it was last Sunday. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll go from there. Father God, we thank you um, for this podcast, for the people that it's going to reach. Uh, We're not concerned with numbers, but we are concerned with the people um, that it reaches. Uh, We ask that you would be in their lives, that you would bless them, um, that you would strengthen them. We ask that you would be with Jessica and I um, as we continue to build and and pursue um, these different ventures and these different things. And also her health, um, I hate to say health issues, but the concerns that have been brought up. Thank you for the the people who are are doing the testing and who are with us on that. we also pray for those who were victims of, of this earthquake and everything that happened. We ask that God that you would bring healing and wisdom over that situation and just keep them strong as well. Help them to know that you are with them, that you care for them, um, and just you know help keep families together in that moment. We ask that you would continue to strengthen us and be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, you guys. We will be back next week with the hybrid of the Beautiful Feet podcast and the Investing with Faith podcast. See you guys next week. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet podcast, a partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com and do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.